0: If you want to grab a Bible to follow along in the reading of this scripture passage this morning, there are Bibles that are by the doors in the back as well as here on the front on the steps. We're going to be picking up where we left off last week. Uh, we've been following what's called the Revised Common Lectionary, which is a set of scripture readings used by churches of a variety of denominations and backgrounds to follow the story of the Bible um, and particular themes in the story of Jesus Christ. And so we're in the season after Epiphany where we're looking at how God manifests or reveals himself through Jesus and makes known that grace is for everyone Including us, so both big and small, uh, in terms of grace. And so last week we looked at uh, the beginning of Jesus' ministry in the Gospel of Mark, his public ministry. After he calls the disciples, and they go to the synagogue, and he he cleanses a man who has an unclean spirit. He tells the unclean spirit that's been controlling and speaking in the back of that guy's mind to uh, be quiet and get out and he shows he reveals that he is a God who has come to confront that he is turning this pattern of the things not belonging in God's presence and therefore separating us from God he has come to confront those things and he is not afraid and he will come to them and so we hear now uh, beginning at verse 29 of Mark chapter 1. What happens after that story? So we're on the same day, which I feel is pretty important as you listen to what we hear. It's a pretty big day. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we pray that your spirit helps us to make sense this morning of, of the purpose of this um, of this revelation of you, of your ministry, of your ethos, of your uh, convictions and your purpose for this world and for yourself. Help us to, to know what it reveals about you and help us to be curious when we leave this place for what it means for us in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So hear the word of the Lord. From Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 29. As soon as they, so that's Jesus and his disciples, left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and then went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the word of the Lord. So a full day, starting in the synagogue that morning, teaching, casting out an unclean spirit, going to Simon's house, it's still the Sabbath, being told that there's somebody that's sick at the house. You know, like when you warn people when they're going to come over, well, so-and-so has a cold, so, you know, maybe you don't want to come visit today because you don't want to get sick. I think that that's a little bit of the sense of what's happening there. Do they expect Jesus to go into her and raise her up and heal her from her sickness? Or is that another shock of a, to their system of what Jesus is about? Another shock that makes them awe and be amazed? Or are they beginning to learn that this is something that they should expect? That this is the one who teaches with authority and who has the power to do just a Anything he sets his mind to. Not just about. He does have the power to do anything he sets his mind to. And she gets up and she serves them. Serving in this sense of the word of the diaconate, diakonos. Serving as a way of saying thanks to God. Serving as a call on your life. Serving as a, as, a, as a way of being is what this woman does when she is healed by Jesus. But I think that this story is here because it's such uh, so similar and so different to the story that came before it. We see Jesus, when he's in the synagogue, in an institution doing something miraculous and bringing healing To a man who's present in an institution that was not able to do it for him. And then we see Jesus going into the private home of someone and healing a woman there. That in these two stories, we actually see all stories that God is a God who has the power to heal. And then undercurrent the undercurrent of the story that remains is the story again of the faithfulness of the people who are going about their religious practices. So remember last week we talked about how the guy with the unclean spirit was probably a guy who was there every week in the synagogue listening to the word of the Lord. And here again we see that all of the people who are brought to Jesus for healing are brought to him when? At the evening when the sabbath is over so again these people who know it's not right to be healed on the sabbath wait because they're practicing in their in the way that they have been taught to be he, to be healing to be healed is not something to be happening on the sabbath and so they come and it's the whole city that seems to be gathered at the doorstep the whole city seems to be gathered to encounter this man who has authority not only in his teaching but in his actions. This whole city has been gathered to be touched and to be healed. And the text tells us that Jesus heals many of them. He casts out many of the demons that are present among them, many of the unclean spirits that are there, and all the while telling those demons and those unclean spirits to not reveal who he is to the people gathered there. Because Jesus knows that if people come to cling to a specific idea about who God is, then his work will become even more difficult. That transforming hearts is possible because with with God, all things are possible. But there are pieces of us that take a little longer to come around. And those are usually the things that are outside of the will of God. And so God knows... That this picture of who the Messiah is is very strong. God knows that in these religious people who have this understanding because they have been taught their whole lives and practicing that who God is is clear in their mind because they're basing it on what they need that message to be as they are an occupied people. God knows if they find out and realize. Without being transformed, they will cling to that picture of who God is and not discover through their experience of of him who he is. And so he quiets the demons and he tells them to not speak and let himself be known. Now, the text says that many, many demons were cast out, many people were healed, But if they were all healed, they would have told us so. There were some who were still gathered there who had not been healed. There were some who were still looking to have their needs met. There were some that Jesus, as he goes away in the early morning, has to step over because they have fallen asleep while they have waited to have their encounter And Jesus goes to a quiet, deserted place far away where he cannot be found easily by them to pray. Jesus goes to pray and to reconnect with God the Father. Jesus goes to reconnect with his convictions and his core purpose and value. And the disciples, imagine if you were them. Wake up to see this mix of people who have been healed and restored and these people who still have needs to be met. This mix of people who are all looking for your teacher, the one who you are supposed to be following all the time, the one who you are actually supposed to know where he is because you're supposed to be with him. Imagine. Imagine if you were a disciple and you saw all of that need. Imagine if you were the disciples who knew the power of Jesus to bring that healing, to do those miracles, and you saw all of these people with needs. Imagine the pressure and the anxiety that that would cause. All of these people need something from me because I am the one that connects to Jesus. This is the only time in the New Testament that this word is used describing the disciples as hunting down Jesus. A sense of that overwhelmness, of being overwhelmed with the masses, the number, the people who have been gathered at the door of Simon's house. And overwhelmed with seeing all of that need, overwhelmed with seeing all that there is to do that is good good. They hunt Jesus down and they say, everyone is looking for you. We need you to come back, please. And what does Jesus say? He doesn't even answer their prayer. He says, we're going. Let's go next door to the next town because this is what I have come to do. I've come to preach. I have come to spread, we'll let him say it, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for this is what I came out to do. So in his solitude and his prayer time, Jesus reconnects and focuses in at the beginning, day one, of his public ministry here. He has shown that it's a public as well as a private matter. He has shown that he has the power to both teach and to heal. He has shown that he has the ability to do it for all uh, the masses. But he is showing also that there are things that he leaves undone. And so he prays and he is focused in again On what is great, not just what is good. And this is the first of many encounters when Jesus will disappoint his followers. Imagine the disappointment and the confusion that the disciples would feel at receiving from Jesus almost a shrug off of what they have brought to him, about what they see, As this need that he started because the people are attracted to him and then leaves undone. Gathered at this place of healing with only the woman who was healed in the house to keep on serving. Imagine that disappointment. Remember the disappointments that you have felt at times when you have pounded the pavement of prayer, bringing to God things that are good and are generally within his will of what we know to be good about life and love and happiness and purpose and family, only to feel like God's not even listening to your requests. So what's the good news there? I suppose the good news is is that Jesus knows what he's doing. I suppose the good news is, is that Jesus is one who makes it a habit in his life of ministry, of continuously going to deserted places in solitude to pray, to be united with his Father who knows what his purpose is, which is to do the great things of God and to not get lost in the good things of this world. The gentleness of God is to not be worried about your own self-importance, which God shows here and that Jesus is not worried about going back to bask in the glory of all of these healings in Capernaum but is focused on the work that he has come to do which is to spread wide and far both the healing touch and the pro- proclamation of the good news to the, to everyone throughout the land And so the best way that we can overcome our disappointment is to follow in the way of Jesus. To spend that time in solitude and prayer, asking God to help us see the great past the good. To lay down the burden that we have done something wrong, and that's the reason why God's not answering our prayer and to bask in the comfort that God knows what he's doing. And that is not totally satisfying, is it? But that would not have been satisfying to the disciples either. And they're going to spend the next three years in that struggle, watching Jesus do that, having Jesus invite them to deserted places, only to have the needs of the world come and meet them there. There is no rosy bow to put on this life. There will be things that are left undone. There will be suffering that goes unhealed. There will be people who will be there to serve in gratitude of their healing and to serve those who have not been healed. But there is the will and purpose of God always at work, always available to us through solitude and connection with our Father, following in the way of Jesus. And that, instead of being disappointed with the picture of who God is that we have made him, it is best actually to seek out who God reveals Himself to be. That instead of wanting God to fit into a box of actions that we just follow, where He said, when He says "Let's go," I'm headed this way. That that's actually what it means to be a disciple. To leave some things unfinished, even though they would be good. To better follow the one who constantly reveals his purpose in the world. Let's pray. There is much we do not know or understand when we uh, encounter your word. And so we rely on you, Holy Spirit, to apply and make sense of it with us and for us. And we know, God, that you have placed within us uh, concern and care and, and love for one another in such a way that it breaks our heart to see prayers for healing and restoration going unanswered. And so we pray against the work of the evil one who might use those things to confuse us, to beat us down, to make us feel shame and guilt that does not belong to us. And we pray instead that we will be people who continuously seek to be at one with you, who took on suffering, who took on humanity, for our sakes, who left things unfinished, who modeled to us the way to know your will and your purpose, who showed us in his own life that there are no easy, clean endings, but instead, That following in your ways will lead us to greater things than we can imagine. And so we continue to pray for healing and restoration, for your hand and miracles. And we continue to pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we continue to pray that your Holy Spirit will be our strength to keep us on course as we follow the path that Jesus has laid. Thank you for disappointing us. And thank you for knowing what is truly needed and for sustaining us in all circumstances. In your name we pray. Amen. Our song of response is a song that helps us to think about what will be, what will be if we follow in the way of Jesus, not just for ourselves, but for the whole world.